For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to explore the future of Twitter, Twitter communities, and a lot more with Madeline Sklar. If you want to understand how to benefit from all these Twitter changes, then be sure to stick around. We believe that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. I'm Michael Stelzner, and this is the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. You know, in 2021, we saw Facebook Reels, YouTube Shorts, Facebook Live Audio Rooms, three-minute TikToks, Twitter Spaces, the Metaverse, and so much more. And you can bet that in 2022, we're going to see even more change coming from all the social platforms. And that means you're going to need a new strategy. That means the old ways of marketing are going to need an update. And that's where getting your ticket to Social Media Marketing World coming up this March is going to come in really handy when you get your ticket and you can attend in person or you can attend live remotely. You will learn all the latest and greatest in the world of social marketing. Grab your ticket today at socialmediamarketing.world. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. And now for today's expert guest. I'm happy to be joined today by Madeline Sklar. If you don't know who Madeline is, she's a Twitter marketing expert, coach, and consultant. She's also host of the All Things Audio podcast and the Twitter Smarter Twitter chat on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Madeline, welcome back to the show. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me back. Glad to be here. We've got a lot to talk about. Let's start with Jack Dorsey. Jack left Twitter. What's the word on the street among the marketing community? Because he is one of the last founders of a social platform, a major social platform, other than Zuckerberg himself, Right. you know, kind of to leave and, and go on to other things. So what's the word on the street? What do you think? Yeah. It's so interesting because it just kind of came out of nowhere, although he was having a rocky road for the past year or so because it seemed like the board was trying to get him out and he was not having it. But, you know, he co-founded this in 2006. He's been the CEO since 2015. I had some, you know, initially did not think this was the best choice because he was also the CEO of Square. And I was like, how can he be the CEO of two large companies? That's a little concerning. But He somehow made it work. But here's what's interesting. When he sent his letter to the staff and then released it publicly, he was quoted as saying that he believes being founder-led is severely limiting and a single point of failure. So I'm like, well, that's interesting. Why did he stay on for so long then as CEO? So 
I've been very happy, and I think a lot of other marketers have in the past 12 months, when you look at all the things that have been going on with Twitter, we have so many great new features. Twitter has turned out to be way more than just a platform where you type 280 characters. So it did seem a little surprising that he stepped down so suddenly, but he has full confidence in their CTO, who's now taking his place as CEO, and that's Parag Agrawal. He says he has complete confidence in him. So it'll be interesting to see how how he does with this uh, new title. Yeah. And, you know, the truth is Square is a bigger company than Twitter and it's getting, you know, bigger because it's getting into this whole crypto craze that's going on right now. So obviously this gives him a chance to maybe innovate more intently in a brand new evolving world. I'm excited to, excited to see what happens. I wonder whether or not the changes we've seen over the last 18 months happened despite him. Because think about it, he's been there for a while, right? And it really was the last 18 months that a lot of these innovations started happening. Exactly. So it might actually be a good thing for the company because maybe they're not going to get limited by his view of what it should be. You know what I mean? So Right. And speaking of all the changes, there's three new companies that they've acquired, Threader, Sphere, and Quill. Why don't you quickly tell us what each of these companies does and maybe what they might wrap into Twitter? Like, what's your thoughts on all this? Yeah, Threader it was this really cool app that they acquired that where you can compile and share threads. And so it was this tool where you could have the app in, you could actually you know tweet to it in Twitter and have it basically take a thread and make it easier to read. Very similar to one called Unroll. Unroll was one I saw a lot. Uh, so Threader seemed to be very similar to that. And a lot of people were using it because, let's face it, threads are not the easiest things to look at when, when you're doing this long scrolling page and they're just like all time stamped and dated and, and can be very difficult to try to read more like an article. So Twitter acquired them and what they did is they incorporated this into Twitter Blue, which is the new subscription service that we've talked about before here on the show. We now have it rolled out to the U.S. It's currently in U.S., New Zealand, Canada, and Australia. So here in the U.S., for $2.99 a month, you get these additional features. And one of them is this new thread feature where when you're in Twitter and you see that there's a thread, you can click on it and it will make it read more like an article. So it's just more visually appealing. Oh, very interesting. Very nice to read through. Because let's face it, Mike, more and more marketers are really harnessing the power of Twitter threads. It is such a great way to have a much fuller conversation, a fuller thought than just something that's stuffed with 280 characters. So I'm seeing a lot of marketers get very, very smart with the way they're using this feature. And talk to about this about uh, Sphere and Quill real quick. Yeah, so Sphere is a group chat app that they acquired. And what they're looking to do is just bring their team over to Twitter to work on helping building more community over there. So Twitter is trying to go all in on communities. It's another thing they've been working on this last year, and they're trying to grow this. So some of these acquisitions has been purely just to get these teams on board to help them, which I think is actually a very smart move. And Quill is a Slack-like companies like a competitor to Slack for messaging. And Twitter has talked about this last year that they want to improve the direct messaging feature. So they're basically doing the same thing, trying to get that team over to work on the direct messaging platform. Very interesting. And this next topic I think is going to be super interesting for many of us listening right now, which is communities. Let's start by defining what the heck is a Twitter community and then what can it do? Okay. So 
they're trying to make this be like a cross between a Facebook group and Reddit. And right now is still very early in. There's not a whole lot of communities at this point. But what they've been working on is letting people start their own communities. Like they pretty much handpicked people at first, people they knew. Just real quick, is it private? Is that the idea? Somewhat. It's a little interesting the way they have this. And they're still developing it. Like right now, you can't just go search for communities. It doesn't work like that. Currently, you have to be invited into a community. So they're public in a way, like if someone sent you an invite to a community, you can join it. You can be a part of the conversations. Only the people that are invited in can participate. But on the flip side, they say that they have open communities. You can't search for them yet. So it's a little strange. I think it's just because it's still so early on. They're still kind of working out all their details. I think it'd be smart if they had like a communities tab in the navigation so we could see what's available. Because they say if it's an open community, you could see the tweets, you can see the conversation, but you can't participate in the conversation unless you're invited in. So the way they've set this up is they have admins and then admins can add moderators. So an admin can you know, select their own community that Twitter approves and they choose their own rules. They set up moderators and the moderators help them run it. And the admin can invite a limited number of people into the community the moderators and the members themselves can add up to five. They get five invites once they're in, which is really interesting because I initially got into social media marketing, one where everybody wanted an invite. And once I got in, I gave away my five invites pretty quick. And I was hounded for weeks because people wanted to get into it. Feels like Clubhouse a little bit in that regard, doesn't it? Kind of like Clubhouse. But what's kind of cool about this, Mike, is it gives the admin and the moderators, the ability to keep it a small community if they want. They don't necessarily have to grow it to be a huge thing. So some of these I've seen are actually very small. But once someone sends you an invite or at least a link to a community, you can see the, the tweets publicly. You just can't converse. You can't engage with anyone unless you're actually invited in. But I think it's a really interesting take because we know that Facebook groups is very popular. We know the power of Reddit for groups and for communities. So I think it's smart for Twitter to go in this direction because we want to stay, you know, if you're into Twitter, you want to stay in Twitter. You don't want to have to leave and go elsewhere. So why not stay where you can have those connections with like-minded people, have those conversations that are important to you that don't go into your feed, but go just to this particular community. And once you're in one, like until you're in a community, you won't even know it exists. You don't see it in your navigation. But once you get invited into your first community, then you'll see it in the navigation. And then, you know, you can start, you know, connecting with more people who might be in communities who will invite you in and they'll just, you'll, you have a page that will show all of them that you're in. And when you're tweeting, once you're in that first community, you start tweeting, you'll then have the option to either tweet to everyone, which is your normal feed, or there's a pull down and you can select the community that you want to send a tweet to. couple questions. Once you're inside the community, it sounds like it's just like your own curated feed of just the people that are in the community that are posting into the community. Is it like Facebook where if someone posts in the community, you'll see it on your regular Twitter timeline or do you have to remember to go into the community to see what's going on? It works best if you go into your kids. When you go into your community tab, it's, a, it's basically a timeline. And like I'm in multiple communities. So when I go there, it's a feed of just like all the tweets with 
the most recent at the top, and, and it'll, it'll let you know which community it'll, it'll be as in small text, but bolded, which community that tweet is from. So it's actually very easy to go through. Now, if you start joining just like Facebook groups and you've joined hundreds of groups, so I can see that getting really crazy, but they're not even at that place yet. They don't have that many communities set up to begin with. So it'll be interesting to see how this evolves and how they organize this to make it really simple and easy for us to navigate through. You said there was some sort of application process. Do you want to mention that? Yes. What Twitter is doing is they are taking applications if people would like to start their own community. So I set up a bit.ly link just to make it super easy for anyone listening here that if they would like to go check out this form. So you go to bit.ly, bit.ly slash Twitter communities and all lowercase, and that'll get you there. It'll just a nice little shortcut. That's bit.ly slash Twitter communities. Twitter communities, all one word like that. Perfect. And all lowercase. We've got a lot more stuff to cover here, Madeline. A lot going on with Twitter, Mike. Yeah. So Twitter spaces. All right. First of all, there's a dedicated tab. Tell everybody where to find it because it's generally out is what you were telling me for most people right now, right? Yeah, they've been rolling this out real slowly. I've had it since like, I think last summer, but I was part of some early beta for that. But they're saying that it's being rolled out to more and more people English only at this time and iOS only at this time. They're saying Android soon. You'll know that you have it by going to the mobile app and you may want to go download the most recent iOS Twitter mobile app because they updated it yesterday. Like they update it all the time. And some things we're going to talk about in a little bit, you would only see if you have the newest version. So it's always best to be checking for the newest version. So if you go to your Twitter mobile app on an iOS device, at the bottom, you would see this newer icon. It's these four little circles in the shape of a diamond. And that is the Spaces tab. And that's where is just this great feature versus discoverability. Because when you go there, it will show you like all these rooms that are going on right now. They have it broken down by, first they call it Spaces for You. So this is like people you're following that are right now either hosting a room or speaking in a room. And you'll see all these and they're little cards. So it's real easy to see who's hosting it, what's the name of the room. If it's someone you follow that's speaking, it'll tell you, or if it's the host speaking that you follow. Then they have a list of trending, top host, and then happening now. And happening now are going to be like all the people, like all the ones like you're not necessarily following, but like they think that you might like. So they break this down to just give you a variety of live rooms, but also there's a search bar at the top. And what you can do is do keyword searches or search for, for usernames, like maybe a host that you know of. And it will show you if they're live right now or if they have one scheduled that's upcoming. So that can be really valuable as well. So like right now, the big thing is NFTs, right? Or cryptocurrency. So you could just go into the search and type those keywords. And right now, at any given time, I, Mike, I've seen so many rooms going on in spaces talking about NFTs, talking about crypto, really interesting stuff. Yeah, the crypto community seems all over Twitter. All over. Let's talk about end cards. What the heck are they? Because that sounds like an exciting thing. I know what they are on YouTube. On YouTube, they show up at the end of the video, but I don't know what they do in Twitter spaces. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so for Twitter spaces, like when you're on, in Twitter and you're going to check out a room in spaces, you see that purple card. Like that's kind of how this card looks these days. It's a purple card. It's just part of the tweet and you tap on that and you're able to go into a live room. And then for some of us, like I'm one of the hosts that can actually record my rooms. And so when a room is over, you can click on that and listen to the playback. Well, 
prior to them turning this into this nicer looking purple card, it used to be just this plain card that went, as soon as a room was over, you may remember, it was like a picture of a monkey. It was really bizarre. It was a picture of a monkey and it would say that the space has ended. And that was it. You're like, okay. And it, it was very boring and you felt like you really missed out. So they updated the card. I think this was like last September. And so now when a room is over, instead of that very plain with the picture of the monkey telling you the room ended, it shows you, it still has the title of the room and it shows you who was the host and who were the speakers. And you can even follow them directly from this card. It's really cool. And so now for those of us that have the ability to record our rooms, it just goes a step further now where when the room is over, you click and you can now play back that recording. And when you're playing the recording, it will show you who the host and speakers were as well. So it's just been an update to just the way it looked in the tweet with this card. Awesome. And I understand that there's more discoverability with spaces now. It shows up in the Explorer and Trending tab on iOS, which is probably good for people hosting rooms, right? Because they're going to get in front of people that aren't necessarily following them, right? Exactly. Because previously, the only way you could find a room, like when Twitter Spaces first started a year ago, was in the Fleets Bar, right? The top of your home feed, there was that Fleets Bar that we all became familiar with. And then you would see these purple circles and like, well, what's that? Well, that turned out to be Twitter Spaces, but they can only fit so many in there. Then they got rid of Fleets, as you know. So now when you're on the Twitter mobile app, you still see the spaces bar, when they now call it the space bar, uh, instead of the fleets bar. And you'll still see that, but you can only fit so much. You're only going to be able to scroll across so much. They don't want to clutter it up too much. So they're trying to find ways to make this more discoverable. So yes, they added more into your home time, home feed timeline. So when you're just looking through the home feed, you'll start noticing more and more of those Twitter purple cards showing up when there's live rooms that they think will be relevant for you. And then also when you're looking in the search, you're going to trending topics and things like that you'll start noticing more of those in there as well. They're just trying to make it just easier to discover these rooms. Okay. And then the last thing specifically on spaces is finally, I guess there's some analytics that are available to those that host spaces where I guess that wasn't there in the past. Tell us briefly about that. This is brand new. This just happened yesterday with the new iOS update. Um, I noticed it after I hosted uh, my my Twitter Smarter uh, After Chat room yesterday, where now when the room is over as a host, it shows me how many people were there for the live room. And because I can record my room, it's showing me how many people have listened to the replay. So since my room was just yesterday, I could go back every day and just take another look at that Twitter card to see how many more people have listened to the replay. But here's what's interesting, Mike. So I, you know, I kind of played around with this. I was curious, like, okay, well, what if I go to someone else's that someone else had had a room, not me hosting, but someone else had hosted, what would I see if I went to their room and, and looked at that Twitter card after they hosted? And it will show me the total that is going to tell you how many joins is the wording is a little different if you're a host versus non-host. So like I saw a room that had like thousands said like some huge number joined. So what they do is that that's combining how many live and how many replays. Oh, I see. Okay. So yeah, really yeah. interesting, but they're just trying to be a little more transparent with how many people are viewing these rooms because people have been so curious. A lot of us that have been hosting, a lot of marketers have been you know talking like, how do we know how many people are listening? There are a few third party tools that are trying to get these kinds of analytics. And I've, 
tested some of these tools, but really we want this information directly from Twitter. Speaking of analytics, uh, Twitter has, I guess, updated some of their analytics. What's better about it now? Right. So what everybody may start noticing is that when you're on both desktop and on mobile, and you go click on the little icon below the tweet to see your analytics. It's like a little graph icon uh, below any tweet of your own. Uh, when you click on it, and, and maybe some people don't even know that exists, but next time you're on Twitter, look below one of your tweets, whether you're mobile or desktop, and you see that little icon. It looks like a little graph. Tap on that, and, and that pulls up analytics just for that tweet. And they changed the layout a bit. It's a little bit more visually appealing, a little bit easier to look at. It will show you impressions, lets you know how many new followers you got from that tweet. Oh, that's cool. Which I find very interesting. And how many profile visits you got from that tweet. Huh, so it's a really cool. interesting stats in there. I thought that was really smart of them to do. Professional profiles. Twitter is now opening up applications for it. So what do we need to know? Maybe give us a brief update on what the heck is a professional profile. Is there special advantages that come with that? So professional profiles, they haven't given out a whole lot of information on this, Mike. But from what we've been able to gather with this is very similar to the whole Instagram for business accounts, where by selecting to go the business account route, you can have a little bit more information that goes along with your profile. Like right now, the only thing you can do is pick a category. It was an application-based thing earlier uh, last year, but my understanding now, I believe it's been rolled out to all accounts. So what, when you're in the navigation and you click on more on, on your uh, desktop navigation, you should see in there now, Twitter for business. And you can click on that and you can set up, if you want to switch to that, you just, for now, they only let you put a category in. Like I put social media influencer on mine. They have lots of different categories. And I noticed that if you do it on desktop, it's a little limited with how many categories. But if you go to mobile for the first time today, I noticed there were like thousands of categories. I don't know if it was an accident that they did. I don't know. It was very strange, but I did notice just on mobile that it was a lot of things. So you like, you could really hone down to a very specific thing you do. Well, what's interesting is looking at the Twitter website right now, when you have the professional profile account, you can add your business location. You can add your hours of operation. You can add a method of contact information, phone number, text message, email, Twitter DMs. So it sounds like it's just making it easier for people who are running businesses to kind of enable people to contact them. That's kind of my take on it. Absolutely. Now, the thing is, not all of us have that capability yet. Right now, all of us can just go pick a category. The part you just read is that was only available to the beta testers from last year that, that, applied and got the authorization to do that. So there are a few accounts. I haven't really seen them in the wild. I've only seen screenshots and articles, but it, where it has that, just like how Instagram for business has, where you can have an address with a map and a phone number and hours, but that's going to be coming for the rest of us. But for now, everyone else, we can just put a category. So I think it's worth doing. I'm seeing more and more people do it. And the way you know somebody's done this is when you're on Twitter, right below the profile, you would see that category designation. So if you go to my profile at Madeline Sklar, you're going to see right below it, it'll say a uh, social media influencer. Okay. Tweet takes. What the heck is a tweet take? This is something brand new that I guess they're testing, right? 
This is so new, Mike. I read about this last night in, in tweets from different Twitter employees, and it looks super interesting. They're trying to do something very similar to TikTok. And I do like that they're calling it Twitter takes. And the way I don't have it yet is being tested with a small group of people on iOS. This is, again, why it's important to download the most recent version of iOS for Twitter, which was yesterday was the new version. You'll know if you have it that when you do a retweet on an iOS, it'll say, quote, tweet with reaction. So you have, you know, retweet, quote, tweet, and now there's quote, tweet with reaction. And what that means is you can react. You can like make a little video that goes with that quote, tweet. So instead of just quote, tweeting and typing your thoughts for that tweet that you're quote, tweeting, you can actually do it in a form of a video, which is very much like, TikTok reaction. So I think there's a really interesting path. Feels like Instagram stories too, a little bit, you know. And Instagram, yes. Yeah. Right, you know how real. in an Instagram story you can like um share it and then you can make this is really fascinating. Yeah, I'm looking at an example. They're showing a guy in a hat. It shows the tweet in like a little box, and then it shows him talking. So that's really interesting. And they're actually, yeah, I'm reading an article particularly on TechCrunch on this. So I don't know. I mean, I guess that's kind of fascinating. I could see people reacting with the click of a button and making little videos to our tweets. If you know, that could be really interesting, right? It could also get a little crazy too. <laughs> it could, but I think it's an excellent idea. It's a great way to keep people more engaged on Twitter and to utilize the video feature. Cause let's face it, yeah. that video feature is not used a lot. Right. I think they were hoping with fleets, it would have been used more because you may remember with fleets, yeah. they gave us the ability to do a lot like stickers, like with Instagram stories. And a lot of people didn't take advantage of that. So I think they're trying to come up with ways to get people interested in utilizing video in their tweets. And this, to me, looks like a really fun way for marketers. It's like unlimited with what we could do with that. So I'm super excited. I'm really hoping this feature comes out soon. When I saw the tweets from the Twitter employees on the product team that put this out, I was like, I sure would like to have this. I would love to test it. So keep my fingers crossed. I can hear the dev team. Hey, we created all this technology for fleets and now it's gone. Why don't we figure out a new application for it, right? Exactly. Well, you know what? A while back when I was on your show, Mike, and we talked about how fleets was going away, I remember one of the things we had talked about was that Twitter had said that some of those camera features were, were going to come back and be used in other ways. Yeah. And that looks exactly what they're doing here. It looks like they came up with a way to utilize some of those cool features they had incorporated into fleets and use it in this really interesting way that is very much like TikTok and Instagram. So it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. You know, one thing that's crystal clear, literally, as we're recording this in early 2022, is that change is a coming. And it's not just coming to Twitter, it's coming to Instagram, it's coming to TikTok, it's coming to Facebook, it's coming to LinkedIn. And that change makes our jobs as marketers a little more difficult. But there's a place, and Madeline, you've been there before, there's a place you can go if you want to really wrap your head around all this stuff and meet with fellow marketers who are trying to figure all this stuff out. And it's called Social Media Marketing World. It's coming up this March. Grab your ticket, socialmediamarketing.world. You can get a physical ticket. You can get a live streaming ticket. You can get an on-demand ticket. So I encourage you to check it out, socialmediamarketing.world. If you want to listen to another podcast, I would recommend you check out Madeline's All Things Audio Podcast. 
And then Madeline, also tell everybody where they can find you if they want to contact you. Absolutely. Obviously on Twitter. You want to give them your Twitter handle? Twitter is definitely the best place to go, at Madeline Sklar. And because I have an unusual name, you can find me everywhere at Madeline Sklar and MadelineSklar.com. And folks that are listening to the podcast may not know this, but we publish this on our YouTube channel. And for folks that are watching this on Facebook or LinkedIn or YouTube, you may not know that we also publish this as a podcast. So if you ever miss this show, subscribe to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. Until next time, everybody make wise marketing decisions. We'll catch you all next week. Thanks, Madeline. Thanks, Mike. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.